Yeah, back in 1973, if you were an adult walking on a Southwest Airlines flight between Dallas and Houston, after you showed your ticket to the gate agent, they'd hand you a fifth of premium liquor. Meet Ryan Green, Southwest Chief Marketing Officer. And the liquor in question? Well, that comes from the biggest marketing gamble the company has ever taken. Yeah, so leave it to Southwest Airlines to save the company by offering a bunch of free booze. I'll take one of those with me. Hi everyone, I'm Quinny Jenkins, a manager in community outreach for Southwest Airlines. And I'm Lucas Hirschberger. I'm an in-flight supervisor for Southwest Airlines. Welcome to Is This Seat Open? A series funded by Southwest Airlines and produced by LA Times Studios and Atwill Media. Each episode, we're embracing that Southwest open seating policy to share a flight next to someone with a great story about Southwest's 50 years of flying. Today, we're sitting next to Ryan Green. He's going to tell us how a $13 ticket almost broke and then saved the company. So buckle up. We'd like to thank your owners for joining us. Welcome aboard. My name is Ryan Green. I'm Senior Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer and run all of our marketing and customer experience and, and loyalty efforts. So in 1973, we were two years into our company's history um, and we were flying uh, inside the state of Texas um, with just a few airplanes. The airline has only three planes and flies to only three cities, Dallas, Houston, and San Antonio. But what it lacks in size, it makes up for in service and attention. Much of it aimed especially at commuting Texas businessmen. In the early 70s, only about 15% of Americans had ever flown because they couldn't afford to fly. And we wanted to change that. We wanted to give people the freedom to fly and get out of their cars and into the air. So we introduced those low fares to really open up travel, uh, expand the market. We were operating on razor-thin margins. Uh, there was a time where we actually had to sell one of our airplanes to stay in business and find a way to generate the same amount of money. Um, so it was, every decision was very consequential as to whether or not Southwest Airlines was gonna continue to exist. And it was a bitter competition. Braniff was uh, public enemy number one for Southwest back uh, in the early 70s. A large airline, global airline at the time, but they had um, some significant routes inside the state of Texas uh, that were very profitable to them. They had waged a legal battle to keep us from ever getting in the air to start out with. And they had no interest in another competitor like us, like Southwest Airlines at the time, uh, in competing with them on some of their most profitable inter-Texas routes. Despite above average service in the air, passengers did not start loving Southwest in great numbers until the airline introduced below average fares at its ticket counters on the ground. We introduced a $13 fare 
uh, at the time between Dallas and San Antonio. When you drive to Dallas, you spend all those long, lonely hours in a car. And gas alone's gonna cost a lot. Mm. And that's crazy. Uh, we weren't doing very well on that market, and we needed to introduce ourselves, grow demand, and get people uh, on our aircraft. So we put a $13 fare out there. Braniff um, fought back and put a $13 fare in our Dallas to Houston market. That was just below our break-even point, and it was the only profitable market for us. So we'd be out of business uh, in days if everybody was flying and only paying $13 in Dallas to Houston. The result has been an airfare price war that is big even by Texas standards, and love has nothing to do with it. This was a make-or-break crisis. The executives huddled late into the night, and once tempers cooled, an idea appeared. What if we give our customers a choice? We said you can either fly for $13 like you can on Braniff, or you can pay our uh, normal fare of $26, and that comes with a gift of a fifth of premium liquor or a leather ice bucket. <laughs> I have no idea who chose the ice bucket. Southwest figured most of their customers were business travelers flying on the corporate dime. The $26 fare could be written off as an expense, with the liquor going home with the customer. And that gamble paid off. Three quarters of them chose, I'll pay the normal price and bring home a fifth of the liquor. We gave out a lot of liquor. Um, the premium liquor uh, brands were big fans of Southwest Airlines at the time. Evidently, uh, a fifth of premium liquor costs less than $13. So we were able to finesse it just the right way um, where we were able to make, uh, continue to make a little bit of money. And all things equal, it allowed us to turn a profit in 1973. It was wildly successful. Uh, it gave people um, exposure to Southwest Airlines that had never flown us before. Um, and it just began to seed a little bit of loyalty for Southwest Airlines in those markets that we've never given up. And, you know, it showed back then that we knew our customers. I don't know if we could get away with doing a promotion of handing out liquor like that today. Um, but that doesn't mean that we're not constantly looking for ways to break through and, and introduce Southwest Airlines to people who maybe have never flown us before. As a marketer, I, I love stories like that. And, you know, it's, I think it's just, it's part of what is in the DNA of Southwest Airlines. Um, we're Mavericks, we're upstarts, uh, we try to think like an underdog. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's born from campaigns and, and scrappy fights like that from our history. We're spreading love. Thank you, Ryan Green, for sharing this story. And join us again soon to sit next to more fun and fantastic people from Southwest 50 Years of Flying. For more on these stories and a look behind the scenes, check out latimes.com slash is this seat open. I'm Quinny Jenkins. And I'm Lucas Hirschberger. Thanks for listening to Is This Seat Open? See you next time. This podcast series is funded by Southwest Airlines and produced by LA Times Studios and At Will Media. The Los Angeles Times Newsroom was not involved in the creation of this series.